Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! Hello, this is Bex from Fun Kids and you're listening to the Bookworms podcast. This is our podcast where we tell you about the best books around in the world right now and the authors who write them as well. On the way this week, we have got some recommendations of some brilliant books coming out super soon. We'll be hearing all about Tom Fletcher's new book, Space Band. But first it's time to chat to Robin Stevens. Now, Robin is definitely a friend of the show. She's got a brand new book out, a brand new series out. And this book is our Fun Kids Book of the Month. I should say, when I told her that she was the Fun Kids Book of the Month in the Fun Kids HQ, she was super excited. She was genuinely excited for this. So I'm pretty sure that she's going to be even more excited right now to hear her interview in Bookworms. I am joined right now by returning champ Robin Stevens. How are you doing? Oh, thank you for having me. I'm great. <laughs> it's so nice to have you back in the studio. I know. Two years. We're back. It's crazy, man. I Obviously, we've done a few Zooms and I yep, remember yep. Zooming you for the end of your big series. Oh gosh, yeah. And you said to me, oh, I've, I've got something in the works. And I it thought, is. how exciting. And you've returned with it. I returned. I'm back. And it's here. Ministry of Unladylike Activity. Uh, the first in my new series is out now. It is so exciting. And um, you've done a very clever thing, obviously. You've got you've got May in this book, who your readers may recognise from previous adventures. They may well, yes. She is uh, the hero of this book, uh, but she, in my previous series, Murder Most Unladylike, was Hazel's little sister, annoying little sister who kept turning up and helping them solve crimes. Um, and she's back uh, with her own best friends, her own detective society, and her own murder mystery to solve. Yeah, because she's desperate to be a spy. She wants to be a detective. She wants to be, like, undercover. And, of course, everybody thinks she's just too young and she doesn't really have a chance. But she meets Eric and uh, they have a, a and they have a bit of a gang and they have an adventure. They do, yes. So uh, this series is set during World War II. So I don't just have murder mysteries. I also have spycraft. Uh, so yes, this is set in 1940. Um, Britain is obviously at war and May and Eric are trying to join this mysterious ministry of unladylike activity that Hazel uh, and some other characters you may recognize um, are all part of. And they turn them away because they're too young. So May and Eric decide to go off on their own, have their own adventure and prove that they are amazing spies. Yeah, they're not fans of school and they want to do their own thing, I guess. And it must be weird having a character who doesn't like the school uh, that you've kind of written about for so long. I think that was kind of fun because, you know, Daisy and Hazel love Deep Dean so much. It's in their blood and May turns up and she's just mad at it. She's mad at being in England. She wants to go and do her own thing. Uh, So Deep Dean will appear in this series. It's a little bit in this book. Um, But the ministry is going to be the focus of May and Eric's adventures. It's so exciting because, yeah, you've, you've... obviously aged your characters a little bit, which must have been weird to write them as older. I yeah, guess. it's really strange because I mean, you know, Daisy and Hazel grew up with my with my readers and yeah. with me, you know, I was 22 when I first wrote about them. I was 26 when the first book came out um, and I'm now no longer 26. <laughs> uh, and 
and it really felt like I, I grew up with them and my, my readers grew up with them. And I'm hoping that this series um, is sort of the beginning of a new yeah. uh, a new readership. Uh, all the little sisters and brothers and siblings um, of my original readers will be reading this. But I, there's also stuff for my original readers, um, for me and yeah, Daisy and Hazel uh, reappear as adults. And it felt kind of weird to write them, but also lovely to just see how yeah. they've been getting on and sort of say hi to them. Because are they 19 in the book? Yeah, is that right? 19. Yeah. yeah. And it, I, I did read, I was like, oh my gosh, that's 19. That's, I, I felt like they were people I knew and I was yeah. like gosh they, I can't believe they're that age so proud of them what yeah, they're doing awesome. and I have little hints about how some of the other characters are doing how they've grown up and sort of what they're doing during the war it's really cool and so tell us about May what do you like about her why what was what drew you to writing about her uh yeah she's a character who um turns up very briefly in A Spoonful of Murder as Hazel's little tiny sister. She was five, I think, at the time. Um, and she was meant to be a, a minor character, but I just liked her so much. She's so sort of fiery yeah. and opinionated. And she's got that littlest sibling thing where she's having to sort of shout to be heard the whole time and to really try to prove herself and chasing after sort of um, Rose and Hazel, who are much older than her. Um, and I just liked her so much. I thought she was such an interesting character. And I just thought, I, I want to bring her back. And so she kept coming back in, in Murder Most Unladylike. And then I thought, I've just, I've got to write a whole series about her. This She's just the one. Um, so, so yeah. And also, of course, I realized that in 1940, she would be 10. And I thought that's kind of the perfect age to start again. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, she has, I mean, she's only one of three. She likes to think that she is uh, the person in charge and control of the main hero. Sure. But we also have Eric and Nula, who, who are my other two heroes. And uh, the book is half narrated by May and half narrated by Nula, um, who is a completely new character in a way I also really love. It's such a great uh, time to set the book in as well. You've got World War Two rattling on in the background. And I, I was reading, as a, again, you're, um, at the end of the book, you've got kind of your, your notes on the inspirations, I guess, and about you've travelled around a little bit and you've tried to research it. it. It seems like it's taken a lot of research, right? Yeah, I mean, World War II is so huge. Oh my goodness, there's oh, so much to it. Yeah, there's yeah. so much to it. But also, we all think we know about it and we all get taught about it at school. And yeah. I remember being taught about it. But there is so much that, that I didn't sort of get taught and I didn't... The focus kind of is is quite sort of on the same few things again and again. And yeah. it feels like there's so much that you can write about that is new and shocking. And there's a... Things are building up in this book to this sort of big dramatic scene that um, I learned about uh, when I went to university, but I hadn't really learned about before. Mm -hmm. And and you sort of think of the of the Blitz as being well, I I did before I learned more as being London based. Yeah. But of course, it was all over the UK. Um, and uh, that's all I'll say about that without spoilers. But um, yeah, there's a lot of sort of World War Two stories that I think um, could be told a bit more. Absolutely, yeah. Like you say, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned in the back, you mentioned in the book as well, Coventry and yeah. and other places and and lots of different things that are yeah. It's you forget it. It did affect a lot of people and. This yeah. is where it's exciting for your characters to travel a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got lots of lots of plans uh, for future books and things that could, they can, places they can go, things they can see, um, sort of uh, people they can meet um, to sort of expand what we think about when we think about World War Two. Because uh, Eric is German. Yes. And that, yeah. that is quite that's quite an interesting idea for a character in World War Two who is obviously people will listen to his accent yeah. and not big fans to yeah, put it yeah. yeah so he um of course his name is is eric e-r-i-c-h um but he's he's changed it in the uk to be eric e-r-i-c all of my german readers sort of said 
but hold on, you're not spelling his name right. I like, really. No, we have to change his name because this is World War II and he's in England. Uh, but yes, he's very much a, not a fan of of the of the Nazis. Um, th- he has had to flee um, Germany with his family in 1935. Uh, his mother is Black American. His dad is is a white German, um, and really spoke. They all both spoke out against the Nazis, so they had to had to flee. So he's come to the UK. Um, but then, of course, because his father looks and sounds German, he's been caught up um, in a lot of sort of anti-German panic, um, and he's been sent off uh, to a sort of internment camp in the UK. And that obviously really upsets Eric, but he wa- it spurs him to try to help um, the British uh, army win the war yeah. so he can get his father back out of this internment camp. That was another story I sort of I'd heard about and I thought this is so fascinating that yeah did you research people were, were these inspired by actual oh well I yeah so well I actually know somebody whose father um I think it was her father was interned right. um and I've read a couple books where it sort of turns up as a plot and and it's just it's so shocking to me to yeah. think about that that all of these people you know um most of them totally innocent were just sent to these camps on the Isle of Man and different places um it's yeah really upsetting and yeah. uh and I wanted to write about that it's such a really interesting subject. And I think, I, I remember rightly at school, we didn't do a lot about World War II. Like, I read about it independently, but it wasn't always stuff we thought. We were the Victorians and the Judas and stuff. But it's quite evac- a recent history. It is. I did evacuees again and again. Evacuees, and again. So, of course, yeah. in this book, they're, they're all evacuees. Of course, they're, yeah. uh, they're going off their labels around their necks. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, again, this was not something we covered in school. And yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to write about it and think about it. It's a really, really exciting story. I don't want to ruin too much. It's very difficult to talk about <laughs> stuff like this isn't it, without like, just giving away the plot. Um, but I'm guessing, of course, it is the beginning of a new series, right? So you have lots more in, on the work in it the works? It is, yes. So um, at the moment, it's a three-book series. I hope yeah. it will be more. But um, I am in the planning stages of book two. Um, it's going to be set in London, nice. uh, where we are talking right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've got lots of ideas. Um, I've been doing lots of research. I've been reading a lot of books. Um, and I'm, I think, about ready to start writing, which is very Aww. exciting. I already feel like I miss you know, Eric and Nula and May, and I want to go back and see how they're doing. That's so uh, cool. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I imagine as well, I mean, your your fans, your readers will just be desperate for any more adventures that you could possibly write. I think I read somebody was reviewing you and they said something like, I would read a shopping list from this woman. <laughs> they were just like, I will read anything she writes. They don't want to read my actual shopping list. Well, it's very boring, but that is very nice of them. It's five stars, apparently. <laughs> so, you know, anything you are. So I'm sure uh, your readers and our listeners are just thrilled that you've got more stories out there. Yeah. And um, it must be nice for you as well to be to be back in action and I back know. out there. Back in the world. Yeah. So, it's just so lovely. Yeah, it's, it's really Fun. And do you have any book festivals or school tours or anything like sorted? I do. So I'm going to go all over. At the moment, it's just England and Ireland. Um, but um, I'm going to Bath. I'm going to Cheltenham. Um, I'm going to, where am I going? Birmingham. I'm doing a London event. Altrincham, I'm doing. I'm going to Dublin and Cork. Um, wow. So lots and lots of places. Um, and I will be back out on the road again for the paperback in May. So you will you find mean, me everywhere. You mean get busy. All right. Well, hopefully you get them frequent flyer miles or you get some train points. Um, well, Robin, thank you so much for telling us all about your brand new book. And hopefully uh, we will see you soon for the next. Yeah, thank you so much. Lovely to talk to you again. You do. Thanks. 
Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading. Lovely stuff. Thank you so much from Robin Stevens. Go and check out her book. It's brilliant. Now, there are lots of other brand new books out at the moment as well. Uh, one of my faves is Andy Griffiths, who has popped by Fun Kids many a time. He's got the 156-story treehouse. That treehouse keeps on growing. It's got 13 new stories, including an aquarium, a wishing well, a world record-breaking level, and a TV quiz show hosted by Quizzy the Quizzical Quizbot. If you want to check out a little bit more about the treehouse, go and get the newest issue in the series, The 156-Story Treehouse. There's also The Tiger Who Sleeps Under My Chair from Hannah Foley. Now, steeped in the natural history of Mary Anning's Jurassic Coast, a powerful dual timeline story about fossils, friendship and family secrets is coming to light. First of all, you've got London in the 1880s. Then you've got Devon in 2023. Oh, in the future, eh? It is an amazing story of tigers, of history, of fossils and of friendship as well. Definitely check it out. Now, before we go, I did promise you a little chat with Tom Fletcher, didn't I? And my pal, Emma Louise, got to speak to him recently about his new book, Space Band. You're listening to Fun Kids. Emma Louise here. And today I'm joined by a very special guest. You know him as an author. You know him as a pop star. And you also know him as a friend of Fun Kids. And today he's all three. Hello, Tom Fletcher. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm very good. Very good. I am so excited to talk to you today because you're about to drop a brand new book called Space Band. Can you tell me a little bit about the story? Yes. Well, so uh, some of your or some people who read my books might not know this, but I've been in a band for 20 years. And before I wrote books, I was just in a band. (laughs) And so since writing books, I knew that I wanted to at some point write a book that was about a band. And I finally done it. So this book is about the worst band in the world they are terrible and they get beamed up into space and forced to play an intergalactic battle of the bands against other bands from different galaxies around the uh, around the universe and uh, so they have to try to become the best band in the world or earth will be destroyed it's a big story it's a big one um do you have a favorite character Ooh. Do I have a favourite character? Um, I really liked, you know, usually I like writing the villains, but I actually like George, who's the the main character in this one. I feel like because it was writing about a band and I could put a lot of my own kind of personal experiences into it. So I felt like I was kind of living through George quite a bit in this one. So yeah, I really like George, the main character. He was really fun to write. So one of the favourite things that I've like found out while looking into this book is that it's got like a companion album. I don't know if that's the right word for it. But I think it's so cool yeah. that there are songs to listen to while you're reading. And I don't think I've ever heard of that before. So what made you want to do that as well? Well, I knew... So the, the idea of the book is that you're reading George's lyric book. So as I was writing it, he's writing down all of his experiences to try and get inspiration to write songs. And so I was writing lyrics for songs down and I couldn't... You know, I, I write songs as well. That's my, my other job. So when I was writing the lyrics for songs, I could hear how those, those songs were going to sound. And so I was basically writing the songs in my head. And then I was with my bandmates on tour and they were like, 
I just finished the book and they're like, so you're going to record those songs though, right? And I was like, well, I just, I didn't really think I have time. And they're like, right, when we get back from this tour, we're all taking the week off and we'll be in the studio and we're going to record those songs. So it was basically my bandmates or Harry, my drummer, really, he was responsible for us recording those songs. So you can blame Harry Judd. No, we'll thank Harry Judd instead. We'll thank we'll him. We'll thank him, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, that makes me think, what is easier for you, writing songs or writing stories? Ooh, that's tough. Well, songs are quicker because okay. on a good day, you can write a song. You know, if you're going to go into the studio to write a song, you know, you, you're pretty much going to come out of that with a song by the end of the day. Whereas writing a book is, you know, it's a, especially one of these books, like a, a novel there, it's a year long process, really. So it's a bit, it's a bit more challenging time wise, but both are equally fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay, very diplomatic answer. Good answer. Um, I like them both. (laughs) (laughs) You like them both. Um, So while I've had a little sneak peek at the book, and while I was reading it, it feels like, to me, the main character might be quite similar to you. When you first started music, were you a little bit rubbish? Oh, yeah. I was (laughs) awful. I mean, I still am a bit rubbish. (laughs) Um, I think that's the beauty of, like, discovering music at a young age, is that you have all this enthusiasm but you just don't know how to do it yet. And you have to just keep doing it and getting better and better. And I'm seeing it with my kids. So my kids are eight, six and four. And this summer, they've all just fallen in love with music. And so I'm trying to hit, you know, so they are making a lot of noise from our garage where we've got a lot, of, where we've got loads of instruments and stuff set up. And yeah, so it, but it takes a while. So I, I definitely sucked when I started, just like George does in the book. In the book, the Earthlings, our band, go from the worst band in the world to trying to be the best band in the universe. So does that mean they're better than McFly? Oh, well, you have to say, well, <laughs> I think probably, I don't think it's, it's probably not that hard to be better than us, to be honest. Uh, but they probably rehearse more than we do. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. Well, you know, I wasn't basing it on us when I was writing about the worst band in the world, but I was taking some inspiration from us. Now, Tom, I know you're really interested in space and Bash in the book loves space facts as well. So I want to play a little game with you and I want you to bring out your inner Bash, please. Ready? Okay, I will try my best. I'm nervous now. Okay. <laughs> Just try your best. Just do your best. So this is Space Race. You have 90 seconds to try and get as many space-related questions right as possible. I believe in you. Okay. I believe in you. You've got this. Okay. okay. Right? Okay. Uh, I'm going to start easy. So how many planets are in our solar system? Well, eight. Great. Now, right? Yeah, exactly. Well done. What is bigger, the sun or 500 Jupiters? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with the sun. Yeah, see? Back yourself. You've got it. Um, What is the hottest planet in the solar system, Mars or Venus? Uh, Venus. Yeah, see? Um, How many moons does Mars have? Two or 50? Um... Two? Yeah. What color are sunsets on Mars? Orange or blue? Blue. Great. See, you're doing it. Um, one. Wow. How <laughs> One day. Guesswork. It's the inner bash. One day on Venus is really long. Is it the same as eight months on Earth or eight years on Earth? Oh, I'm going to go with eight years. Mm, eight months. But it's okay. It's oh, okay. no. Um, who was the first person on the moon? Neil Armstrong or Buzz Aldrin? Neil Armstrong. Yes. Um, what is the windiest planet, Neptune or Earth? I don't know. It gets quite windy here, doesn't it? Um, 
I'll go Neptune. Neptune is correct. And then I think we've got time for one more. What do you get when you cross a lamb and a rocket? This one's a joke. A lamb and a rocket. <laughs> I don't know. What do you get? <laughs> a space sheep. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally going to use that. There you go. You're welcome. Okay, time's up. And you've got eight out of ten. That's actually not bad. That's pretty good. That I'll take bad. that. Yeah. Um, I'm a qualified astronaut now. Basically, you could go up to space and you'd probably be fine. Pretty much. Yeah. Send me up. Lovely stuff. Quite a big old time for books at the moment, isn't it? Uh, thank you so much to Emma Louise for that interview with Tom Fletcher. Of course, thank you to Robin Stevens for popping by to Fun Kids HQ. And thank you so much to you for listening as well. If you've enjoyed this podcast, remember, rate, review, follow the podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. And I'll see you very soon. Bye. Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading!